Welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Remanu Cherry Show. It is a lovely kind of almost spring moment here in Washington State. In fact, uh, it's so nice outside. Uh, um, Benny, did you say that it was 60 degrees the other It day? was earlier this week. Wow. Yeah, we actually went over the 60-degree mark, and it's just amazing. On the 9th, actually, I do On remember. On the 9th? Yeah, wow. I remember making that report. And it's, uh, <laughs> love is in the air. It's, we're heating Ooh, things up, Marie. love is in we're the air. Oh, I my gosh. that's what it is. Right. Justine's taking off her shirt. Yeah, her coat right. Her shirt. We're not that type of show. Not her shirt. <laughs> just her coat. Just her coat. <laughs> I remind you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We, we Well, we're actually not going to share what we do in the studio. Yeah. We'll just kind of keep it a there secret. A but. Though. Oh, yeah, that is right. So I guess if we were doing that, we would all know about it. But, yeah, um, the bees are buzzing and the flowers are starting to bloom. In fact, when I'm done with the show today, I'm going to go home and do some yard work. I'm going to trim back some bushes and I'm going to actually mow my lawn and get some leaves up and plant some primroses and pansies and... You know, of course, there's always that risk that it might freeze <laughs> before we actually hit spring. But um, you'll be fine. We'll be fine. Love is in the air, mm-hmm. and Valentine's Day is Saturday. Which, wow. Okay, I, I hope all the lovebirds in the world have plans, even if that um, would include a special candlelight dinner next to wait, 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 maybe. It's, it's supposed to be on Sunday. Is it Sunday? Yeah, not Saturday. Oh, Sunday. okay, Sunday. Well, maybe you're going out to dinner. Oh, Could you're be an stressing out. Thing. No, I got one more day now after you said. <laughs> oh, okay. Vinny was stressing out. I'm I, great. Yeah, now he's all thrilled with his Valentine plans. Yeah, I got another day to <laughs> procrastinate. Okay, so it's on Sunday, um, but maybe Saturday you're going to go have a romantic dinner. Maybe even outside with a beautiful bonfire mm. and glass of wine and, you know, get one of those heating lamps and, you know, all of those good things. I got an extra one in the garage just in case. <laughs> well, the heating lamp could be just the significant other Ooh, with you. I'm oh, yeah. Saying, hey, That's real. Well, and actually, Benny, you're actually really appropriate with our guest um, today. I have the pleasure of interviewing Simron. She is an author and a radio show host. I actually had the pleasure of talking to her a few years ago when my book was published. She interviewed me on her very well- um, um, syndicated 1111 Talk Radio. So Simron is a creative visionary, love catalyst, and rebel humanitarian in the realms of metaphysics and spirituality. As the award-winning publisher of 1111 Magazine and host of the top-rated syndicated talk radio show, she touches hundreds of thousands of globally of people globally. Simron is the author of Conversations with the Universe and Your Journey to Enlightenment. Her work inspires people to live beyond self-imposed limitations, allowing life to be experienced courageously and boldly. In addition to speaking nationally and internationally, Simron invites movement into new paradigms for humanity. Through verbally realness and love expressions, she resides in Charleston, South Carolina. So welcome to the show, Simron. Oh, thank you, Marie. It is delightful to be with you and Benny. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to a great show. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a lovely show. Um, Your book is beautiful, by the way, and it's gorgeous. Your Journey to Love, Discover the Path to Your Soul's True Mate. And here we are, you know, very close to kind of a sacred holiday in the love realm, and your book really forces the reader to look inside. I mean, it's it's pretty deep and, I would say, challenging material. And I mean that in a very positive way. But that, 
you know, having that great mate um, experience is something that all of us really need to do a lot of exercise about. It's kind of like getting, you know, going to the gym and pumping up your muscles and making sure your lungs are at high capacity before you do any some amazing trek in some incredible part of the country. It's it's like you're helping people to really get into that place where they can have true intimacy and um, feel impassioned by the experience. Well, who doesn't want love? Who doesn't want the fullest, most bountiful, expansive experience of being loved? And and to, to have that with another person. And there's a very crucial step to really have that powerful, infinite place of love with another person, and it begins with the self. And so as we embark on Valentine's Day, where everyone is thinking about, you know, being with their loved one, uh, or or those that are single are pining away for when will that loved one come, the, the key thing that we have to remember is until we are really willing to unconditionally and without any boundaries love ourselves, we will not be able to create that boundless love that we seek. Each and every one of us seeks in life. I couldn't agree more. And in fact, that's where the true vulnerability comes from is having those deep, honest conversations with yourself and holding yourself during challenging times. And of course, learning to authentically celebrate with yourself during, you know, what we consider fabulous times. And your book really um, enlists the reader to have those kind of conversations with themselves. Well, right now we are going through a lot of challenging times. If you look at the outer world and so much of what we're facing, and a lot of people, whether they look at something that's a crisis outside or whether they just look at the day-to-day grind or things that they're facing in their own homes or their own relationships or their finances or their careers, the struggles that are showing up are really a reflection of the degree of love that we still Mm -hmm. have yet to empower ourselves Mm -hmm. with. And ultimately, Mm -hmm. I believe that is the one true lesson for each and every soul on the planet is to truly wonder and ask themselves, how much love can I stand? And (laughs) am I really willing to give it to myself? Right. So all of these things that are happening in the world, whether it's globally and it's somehow affecting us, distracting us, or it's something that's present in our life right now, it's an opportunity for us to, you know, feel that connection to the deeper sense of our own being and, and creation, you know, our true essence and to fall in love with ourselves in that moment so we can be inspired and, you know, listen to the divine insight that we all have um, to make the radical changes we need to or the simple, easy, beautiful changes that would be in our best interest. Most definitely. I, I believe that love exists always, and oftentimes we don't realize that the beauty of love is in the refining process as well. And so many times the issues that come up in relationships or within our lives that challenge us are really part of love's manner of refining us to really sink into the deepest, most beautiful experience of love that could possibly exist. But that requires allowing everything unlike love or in the shadow spectrum of love to rise up and out of us so that it leaves us purified and clean and open, open-hearted, mm-hmm. um, open-bodied, um, fully awakened to receiving love in its boundless, beautiful form. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people think that they're afraid to be alone or, you know, other life-challenging things, like they're afraid to be broke or sick. But in my opinion, I think most people are terrified to thrive, you know, to be in their magnificence. And 
real love is like that. It's a very magnificent, uplifting, um, expansive experience, no matter whom it is with, you know. <laughs> but um, I, I think that, that we're more afraid of that than we are the earthly challenges that we complain about a lot and, and worry are going to happen to us or afraid that we'll never get out of them. Definitely, and the key word you said was expansive, because that's really what love is. It is so incredibly expansive. But what we are as human beings, especially when we really identify with our personality or who we believe ourselves to be, is very limited. So you can't put something limited in the huge expanse of love, and because you're staying within your own walls. You can't even reach out to that full expanse that's waiting for you. So, so much of the book, Your Journey to Love, is really about letting go of not just the limitations, but understanding we're here to release the personality and the identity that keeps us trapped in believing certain things that don't allow love to come in, or don't allow the bounteousness, or the prosperity, or the the, the love that would come from a, a beautiful big career, or however you want that love to show up. Right. It has to be because we're willing step outside of who we believed ourselves to be, the identity that we've locked ourselves into, and be open to discovering that we are more than our skin, we are more than that that personality, that story, that identity, and that we're willing to rise up and out of that for so much more. Wow, I think that's really gorgeous. And I love how you pointed out that love can be, it can be a career, it can be, you know, um, something a hobby that you do in the world that feeds your soul um that in love is is love and however we are willing to allow it to come into our life i think it even prepares us if we have it in different expressions that aren't let's say romantic if if a romantic relationship is also something uh, that someone may seek that having allowing love in other parts of one li- one's life allows them to then accept that in as well Well, this book came about because of a a crisis hitting my life, and I've been the kind of person that's always done my own inner work. I've been very diligent about that. I'm very devoted to personal growth and self-awareness and self-realization, and I'm passionate about it. And so when this crisis hit my life, I had to really stop and say, for all the work I've done and who I've been in the world and the amount that I've shared and really tried to serve and love people, for me to create this, there must be some really deep places that I don't even know exist that are desiring to now come up. And I discovered for myself that there were certain lies I had been keeping in place around who I believed myself to be. Mm -hmm. I, I discovered, you know, levels of shame and guilt that unless you're really willing to go there, you're not going to find. I discovered the, the, the limiting thoughts. And so this book is a step-by-step process to really help people let go of those things and also be willing to let go of the relationships or the places that are in their lives that are keeping them in those stories. And I think so many people right now are facing those moments of let go where they can't find the courage to walk away from certain people or they can't find the courage to walk away from a job or a career that they believe themselves to be or a situation that's abusive. And so to be willing to be that vulnerable and honest with yourself and understand that you are your first soulmate, that that Mm -hmm. part of you that was willing to stay in those Mm -hmm. situations all this time stayed there so that you would discover the essence, Mm -hmm. the powerful essence that you are that would rise up and out of that situation and have the courage to move forward and be the divine being that you really are. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more that every situation that we've, you know, every situation, of course, but particularly the ones that we determine are difficult or challenging or we wish had never happened, they're purely opportunities for us to become more conscious and aware and to know ourselves at a deeper level so we can get down to those places, those dark places that aren't a true reflection of who we are, but we somehow have perceived or unconsciously believe that they are. Well, and I think one of the biggest lies is, especially in the spiritual movements and New Age movements, we have kind of been taught to get rid of certain parts of ourselves or, Mm. you know, burn this away Mm. or deny this part or don't be negative or Mm. don't talk this way or don't do this thing. You want to just be this one other person that is just positive and love and light. And what I discovered through my own process of moving through my crisis and discovering this really, really deep place of unconditional love of the self and the soulmate relationship with myself is that the shadow and the light are two aspects of us that are requiring bridging, not even bridging, in fact, marrying, that we are here to marry these two sides of ourselves and embrace them. And this shadow aspect of ourselves that has done whatever it's done or lived through whatever it's lived through or believed whatever it's believed did so because it loved us enough for us to not only encounter our higher self and our highest aspect, but to fully embody that divine being of who we were meant to be. And so there's a trinity that is to take place, and that trinity is the divine essence, the higher self, and the shadow self. And when that comes together, then you have really united lover and beloved, that Mm -hmm. essence that they talk about in sacred texts or that Mm -hmm. Rumi speaks about or that the Hafiz and many of the poets talk Mm -hmm. about, that is the true lover and beloved that we are seeking as the ultimate soulmate. Well, I've always felt that that shadow part of us is so incredibly gorgeous. (laughs) I think it is stunning and beautiful beyond anything that I could possibly imagine. I mean, obviously all of it is the bright light and all of that, but that it's it's beautiful, and that's what allows kind of that eclipsed, eclipsed energy to merge so that we can see the dark part of ourselves, see that fearful, scared, terrified, shamed, you know, place is, um, is thinking and believing that it's beautiful because it truly is. I mean, it's stunning and gorgeous. And, and that's kind of how I feel about even the world events that are happening in, in, on the planet. I think they're you know, not that I wish any of them to occur or that I wish that they continue, but I think there's quite a bit of beauty in in the darkness of anything that's occurring in the cosmos. You're so right. And and I believe that those things come up to get us to feel. We've become such a numbed out society. We are in the in the mental age where we really are supposed to be more in our mind and so we get wrapped up in the stories and the psychoses and the different places that the mind sends us. And emotion is, has comes up for us to master. Mm-hmm. And so many of these crises and things that take place, whether it's in our lives or in the world, are here to, number one, let us feel, because we came here for experience as experiential beings. And in that feeling, to master emotion so that we can then rise back up into the mind and be able to really tap into the power of the mind where the creative capacity is to truly create something out of nothing, but we have to move into the void, and that means feeling every single thing that we've never let ourselves feel, and that can be scary for people. They don't always want to go into the grief or the anger or these places of the shadow. Right. You know, one of the things I've also noticed, especially for, you know, very intellectual people who process a lot and analyzing, because I think that's kind of a low vibrational 
um, mind um, experience is that when they get into their real emotional body, many of them are actually joyful and happy and have more positive thoughts than they could have possibly imagined. And so for those individuals, I mean, it's like, yay, it's like they won the lottery when they get down to their real emotional body. Their emotional body is calmer. There's very little anxiety, you know, and there's great joy, which is um, quite remarkable. Um, In your book, you um, talk about, um, you know, when, you know, healing your relationships and um, you talk about looking at the relationships in your life, your most challenged ones, and, and reminding the, the readers that they are recreations of relationships and experiences from childhood and, of course, past lives, I'm sure. Um, and then asking yourself, who do these individuals represent and what behaviors of the reader have allowed the same relations to happen again, the same type of relationships, which I think is extremely profound. Any, anytime something's coming up in our life that's really upsetting and disappointing and all of that, it's connected to experiences we've already had that we hadn't healed, right? Most definitely. I believe that we live a life of echoes. Mm. And if we look at an experience that's taking place right now, we will see that it's an echo of an experience from childhood and that it has reoccurred every so often if we've not really dealt with the mental body, the emotional body, the energetic body in relation to that experience. And so each reoccurrence or echo is simply another opportunity to revisit that and heal it. And these relationships that show up to participate in that way, to me, they are angels in disguise. These people that, you know, want to, we want to look at as, as our, our enemies or are wounding us and hurting us. They are actually the ones from a soul level that love us the most because they're willing to be those villains. Yeah, I that, agree. That help us, you know, mm-hmm. emerge from that lie that mm-hmm. something is wrong or that mm-hmm. we are deficient or that there is even division or error in the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's a beautiful opportunity through relationship to not only see where we have held the discordance within ourselves and the lies within ourselves, but also to discover parts of ourselves by that mirror that appears in front of us so that we can clean and clear that out of ourselves and return to a level of oneness. Yeah, that was beautifully said, um, Simran. That was absolutely gorgeous. We're going to take a break here on the Remenu Cherry Show, and we'll be right back with the author of Your Journey to Love, Discover the Path to Your Soul's True Mate. We'll be right back. Ignite your connection to spirit in Southern Spain, September 18th through the 23rd. Join Marie for a six-day retreat at the beautiful Hidden Paradise Center located in lush Las Alpujarras between the Sierra Nevada mountains and the Mediterranean coastline. During this retreat, you will learn practical and fun techniques to separate mental chatter from intuitive and spiritual guidance. You will receive feedback and support during group gatherings and as Marie communicates with your spirit guide. Discover the messages that the universe is sending your way and build confidence to follow your intuition and manifest the life of your dreams. You will also be able to connect with a group of like-minded individuals far away from your busy everyday life. For more information, please visit energyintuitive.com. 
Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now... We're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. This year, Marie is honored to present at the Edgar Casey Spring Seabeck Retreat. Join Marie April 1st through the 3rd in beautiful Seabeck, Washington to shift awareness for a fulfilling life. This two-and-a-half-day retreat will change your perception, expand your energy, and help you radically recharge your life. Throughout the weekend, Marie will teach amazing techniques on how to create a new life perception while showing your exercises that enlighten your energy. She will also explain how illness enters the body based on emotional beliefs and share how to integrate healing exercises and techniques into your everyday life so you can live an outrageously joyful life no matter what. Edgar Casey material will also be presented. For more information, visit energyintuitive.com. Get your smile on with Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm having the honor of interviewing Simran. She's the author of Your Journey to Love and two other books, of course. Um, and thank you so much for joining us from South Carolina, um, where it's a little cold, I understand, correct? It's been a little nippy the past couple of days, so I'm ready for <laughs> our warm weather to return. Oh, well, we wish you great weather and, of course, everyone in the region safety as they travel in the cold weather. So, uh, and we'll send you more love. We'll warm up those temperatures. Yeah. Right? That's what we need to do. <laughs> That's exactly That's what right. We need to do. Right. So um, after we, you know, when um, Samaran and I were at the break, you and I were talking about how important it is to recognize when those feelings come up as you so eloquently talked about these things that are reoccurring in our lives every so often and we're back in this very uncomfortable experience that we we don't know how we got back there you know and all of our buttons are pushed and we're just freaking out and and all of those lovely things that if we can stay in that place and really allow ourselves the full feeling of the experience then we can actually start to heal What's attract? What's attracting that? Right? Is that what you were we were talking about? Yes, that? yes. The echoes will increase in intensity because if we're not really paying attention to what's being asked to become aware of, then it will just come in stronger. Because sometimes we're a little dense. You know, <laughs> we we need it a few times. We got to be hit over the head with it, and <laughs> and so it increases in intensity. And oftentimes, because we're human. We want to react to the outside, but right. this work really is on the inside. It's requiring a response, and the reaction just prolongs the echo. Mm. The, the response allows us to go in, and what we're ultimately here to do is become detached and dispassioned, and 
that's something that a lot of people may not understand, and it's very different than saying, I'm, I'm just turning away from this, because that's numbness. Detached means being willing to feel it and get to the place right. where you can let it go and it no longer has a trigger or a feeling. Right. And dispassion means that, not that you no longer have passion in life, but that you no longer put the energy into this continuous cycle of emotion that is keeping this in place in your life. You're able to get to a place of peace and calm where there's uh, a stable energy around you and you are grounding yourself and you have more of a mastery over yourself and you're becoming less of a mystery to yourself mm-hmm. so that you open up to the more of the truth of who you are. Wow. Okay. That was beautifully said. I love that. And um, I, I love that whole analogy because when you're in that space, you have a whole body reaction. You know, you're stressed, your adrenal glands are screaming, you can't sleep, you know, just all that stuff is happening. And to be able to catch yourself and, you know, reground and, and be present with what's going on, but avoid the anxiety as much as possible is a big step in the healing process. So that was quite lovely. Um, we do have um, callers. So who do we have? Benny? Sure. Uh, let's uh, give out the number too. If you haven't uh, already logged it in as a safe mode for the <laughs> show and for your life about love, 877-825-8828 is the number. So we'll take Jim calling in from Everett. Jim, welcome to the show. Hi, Marie and uh, Tim Ron. I, your book really sounds good. Uh, does that help with what you're doing with your the helping with refining your chakras too. Are you there? Hello. Yeah, go it ahead, de- Simran. Mm-hmm. It definitely, uh, hi Jim, it's, it's nice to have your question. It definitely does help you to work on all levels. There's a lot of, of different places in the book. I address the heart level, I address the mental level, and I address the physical level. And through that, the energetics are also approached because you are grounding, you are dealing with the centers that deal with relationship and creativity and then your power center and it does move on up through those areas because you are awakening to more and more of yourself and so it's a really beautiful pathway back to yourself. I think we are all longing to belong and the essence of this book is for that longing to be answered to by belonging and that will strengthen not only the chakras but your own being in as to who you are. Marie, does your book your uh, book uh, cover the healing of your chakras too? See, the reason why I'm asking, I've been in a, a marriage of 35 years, and it's from before your break, it, it basically sounded like you said you should stay in a relationship that we, we need to work through this relationship, even though it has been bad. And But my wife said that she's been healed of this past oppression but then she's supposedly healed but then I'm treating her how she used to treat me so it's kind of like a <laughs> weird thing and it's, it's kinda, it feels like maybe the best for all is just to part but 35 years is a long, long, lot of years well you know Jim you cracked me up because I don't think Simran and I said anything about what you interpreted which is kind of interesting um, I, I'm sure that both of us believe that whatever's in the highest good for individuals um, and and you know, whatever that is, can, isn't necessarily the norm. It's whatever works for individuals that's in their highest good. So Simran, he's obviously there in this conflict, right, where um, things have not been resolved yet, although it sounds to me like the wife is a little bit happier for some reason right now. So Simran, what, um, do you have a suggestion for Jim regarding this? I do, I do. When I mentor people as well, I talk to them about not being attached to staying together or 
leaving each other. You, you have to get away from both of those options because in reality, there is no one outside of you. There is nothing out there. It is all you. And so this person that's showing up in front of you is there to give you a gift of discovering, number one, what is it in them that you are here to see about yourself? Number two, what is it in them that is trying to um, bring up within you? And for some people, that is establishing boundaries and that is stating their voice and that is having the courage to have more or have something different. For other people, it is to look at themselves and say, maybe I need to stop blaming and shaming and looking, and maybe I'm doing the very same thing that I'm actually accusing of. And so it's a person-to-person basis, and you have to really look at the overall picture of what really resonates within your heart and not your head, what's really right for you at this time as far as your being and your body and your life, and instead of Am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? And and through that, you're to come to clarity. I tell people, you're not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. And so what experience would you have now? And you can create that in the relationship you have, or you can create that in the next relationship you have. But if you do not love yourself enough to do the inner work, and if you do not take the time to make sure that you've healed the wounds, you will create an echo in the next relationship of the very same thing. I just love your term echo. It makes total sense. It's also very beautiful and neutral. You know, it's it's gorgeous, you know, because it's about nature in a way, you know, echoing out in between the canyons. That's what I'm thinking of, you know, this beautiful, amazing experience that happens in nature. Um, I, I just think it's really... You know where really, that came no, to me, um, Marie? No. Is, um, just before this crisis hit my life two years ago. Oh, I was I'm so on sorry. Just two years ago. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm really happy that you're on the other side, by the way. Well, you know, it birthed this book. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, this book came through it, so everything has a silver lining. But just before this crisis hit two years ago, I, I taught people a lot and, and wrote about in my book, Conversations with the Universe, how we constantly get our signs and symbols and conversations right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And just before this crisis hit, I kept getting the message echo. It would show wow. up everywhere on all kinds of things. And um, and the funniest part was it showed up as a movie at the very end, right before the crisis hit. And I was on the road with my best friend and my two kids. And my best friend's name is Tuck. Mm-hmm. And this movie comes out. It's a children's movie. And it was called Echo. And oh, the right. main character in the movie... Um, there were two characters, and there were Tuck Sim, Tuck and Sim. <laughs> and so I knew, okay, there's some really huge messages happening right now. And and then this situation occurred, and it allowed me to take the time to really go back and see where has this happened and how often has this happened in my life. Right. And I realized this is what the universe was saying, is these are simply echoes. Wow, wow. Well, we, we wish you, Jim, you and your wife and everyone in your life and everyone in the world um, you know, an awareness of their echoes and uh, some recovery <laughs> was, from it. I was trying to get a little more definition. I have a problem of giving my power away, and that's why I guess yeah. I'm calling because I want some insight. Uh-huh. But you just put it right back into my lap <laughs> by saying I need to well, choose if I'm going to stay or mm-hmm. try to resolve that which is was uh, bad but seems to be getting better. But then if I don't resolve it, it's going to come back and bite me. You, you know, I, I I don't think that 
we we said either of those things. Um, but but what I think would be lovely is maybe in the morning, because you know, and I'm sure that Simran has wonderful ideas um, or may agree with this one. I think you know when you find your b- best energy time of the day to actually spend time with yourself, you know, where you're loving yourself and honoring yourself and saying beautiful prayers to yourself and having a celebration with yourself because that's a, a strong healing experience. And then I think you can get great insight and what you need to do to allow yourself to have less of these echoes in your relationship. Um, That's what I would recommend to start out with. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. So isn't that interesting, Simran, um, how on both times, you know, that, that Jim spoke about what we were saying, it was, we weren't saying any of those things. It was fascinating. Well, and that's, that's part of what I talk about in the book. It is that identity and that personality that has its own perception. So if we look at that in terms of a relationship, we always do end up with the right person in that moment, just mm-hmm. like puzzle pieces. It's true. Because our perceptions or our wounding are going to completely lock in with their perceptions and their wounding. So everything we do is supposed to trigger them, and everything right. they do is supposed to trigger us. But it's not because the other person needs to heal. It's so that we get to understand, am I really who I believe I am, and all these beliefs that I hold, are they mine, or are these things that were handed over to me that I've decided to take on and wear? Mm -hmm. What if I was not this story? What if I was not this culture? What if I was not raised by these parents? What (laughs) if I didn't believe I was this career? You know, who would I be then? How would I approach and listen to this person and see this person then? And when we start to do that, then we can also do that for ourselves. You know, we can love ourselves in a way to say, if I really let myself be someone else, if I decide right now to take off this coat that is named Steve and put on another coat that is more beautiful, that is more empowered, that thinks a different way, that's more open-minded, more open-hearted, and completely has different behaviors, can I create a different experience? Mm. And so it is about reminding, and it is about learning to love again, and it is about seeing and hearing and acknowledging ourselves, because ultimately, that's what we all want. We want to be seen, heard, and acknowledged, but we're looking for it from other people, and it can't happen from other people until we first do it for ourselves. Absolutely. That was beautifully well said. I love the idea of, I think, stripping away our identity um, on a regular basis is really great for our soul, our true self, Um, but to have it, um, I had never heard it explained that way, where in relationship, while you're thinking about an experience you're having with someone, if you strip away your identity, how would you respond differently? How would you feel differently? I think that's a great tool. That's absolutely fabulous. And why don't we go ahead and go to the next caller? Sure. And the number is 877-825-8828. If you'd like to reach Marie and the show today, 877-825-8828. And we'll take Rebecca calling in from Vermont. So Rebecca, welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning, Marie and Simran. Good morning. Good, Good morning. Hi. Um, I'm loving this discussion. It's speaking to every layer and facet of my life right now, so I really appreciate it. Thank you both. Oh, you're you're very welcome. And what can we do for you? Well, I have sort of this practical question about my life, and I hope it's not a tangent, but I'd like to present it and see if you both have insight. Um, I'm I need to make a decision about my house in the midst of all of this transition and separation. Um, I'm I'm at a loss as to whether I should fight for it or it's part of this letting go process. 
So go ahead, Simran, and because this is a relationship question anyway, you know, um, and I know you can answer any question for people anyway. Use your wonderful insight. Oh, thank you. Um, absolutely. Number one, I'm assuming that you're going through a separation or divorce based on what you were talking about. Yeah. And and the house, if you look at signs and symbols, the house represents metaphysically consciousness. Mm-hmm. And and however long you've been in this relationship, what's trying to shift out is the level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I would go more with what you're feeling. When you drop down out of your head and go into your heart, I'd check in with yourself as to how you really feel in that home. What does it really say to you? What does it remind you of? Does it keep you in your story? Does it keep you locked into a certain identity? Or is life really trying to move you to a different place and you're hanging on to something that perhaps no longer serves you? Um, A a lot of people, and, and like Doom too, we really do want this guidance from outside and ultimately you're the only one here you've created this reality and you've created this reality to remember that you are a creator and so if there were no people outside of you to guide you and you loved yourself enough and you could you could duplicate a copy of yourself to sit on the other side of you and say to yourself what is the most loving thing you would do in this moment and let that other side of you respond, you're going to get your answer. This is about developing trust. And when we deepen our love of self, we deepen trust. Because one of the biggest lies that exists on the planet that we don't face is that we don't trust. Mm -hmm. We don't trust the other. We don't trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. We don't trust life. We don't trust God. We won't even admit that we don't trust. And so the first step is to develop a foundation of Mm -hmm. trust. And so I would go there. I would go inside and really decide if you're moving through this division, what is it that best serves your heart at this time and make the decision from there. What a gorgeous uh, recommendation and use of language. I think that's absolutely stunning. And, you know, we're talking about the heart anyway, um, you know, with Valentine's Day and everything, you know, coming to that beautiful heart place. So how do you feel about that, Rebecca? How does that make you feel? I feel a little bit challenged by it. <laughs> really? Interesting. Yeah, huh. I do. Huh. You know, it's, I, I, I think that's a sign, at least for me anyway. When I feel challenged by something, I know that's something I really need to pay attention to because my defense mechanisms are coming up. Yeah. And, and I'm saying, ah, that's uncomfortable. And that's really a sign for me to go, okay, babe, you need to look at this. You know, later, like maybe in about an hour after the show's over, sit down and come back to this space. And of course, this is going to be podcasted, so you'll be able to listen to it as many times as you want to. Come Mm -hmm. back to this space and in a comfortable way, you know, be comfortable with yourself, make yourself not feel frightened or whatnot, whatever you need to do for that, for you. Mm -hmm. And and then re-examine this moment because there's a lot of information for you right here. That's what, um, when we have resistance, that means there's tons of information available and we're afraid of it because uh, or our ego is afraid um, because mm-hmm. once we um, get past the resistance, there's going to be change, obviously, and a, a different level of consciousness. And and the resistance is there because the ego goes, well, you know, if, if this person gets stronger and more magnificent, they're not going to need me, you know, <laughs> which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, so you always want to sit with resistance. It's powerful. And if I may say, Marie, one thing that I want you to recognize too, Rebecca, especially if you go back and listen, and this is yeah. for the entire audience. 
our language always betrays us. If we really listen to what the words that we're using, we will hear what it is that we're doing. And the first thing that you said was, do I fight for this house yeah, or that, not? The fight word. I, <laughs> I heard that too. Yeah. And so, you know, uh-huh. are you here to fight? Are you here to be in fight or fight? Are right. you here? Is that loving? Is right. that what you, is that what you have interpreted love to be? And where did that definition of love come from? Right. How far back does that go? And mm-hmm. so as you listen and get quiet, you're going to get clarity on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the challenged word, it's another one. Those, that's how we are, we're taught love looks like. Mm-hmm. We were taught the fairy tale version of love. And every fairy tale version of love has challenge, has conflict, has the poison apple, so has the wicked sorceress and the queen. <laughs> so and then true. at the very end of this harrowing journey, you finally do get the prize. And <laughs> After you work hard. in our consciousness, right? right? Wow. So that's what needs right. to be reframed. Is that right. really the life that I want? Because each one of us has lived out one of those fairy tales. I right. lived out Cinderella. <laughs> and oh, if you, you look at the fairy tales, you'll uh-huh. see you have lived out one particular fairy tale. That's really hysterical. And you do talk about that in the book. And, and you also replace... You, you bring new fairy tales through the poetry that you share in the book that really helps, to I think, the individual to illuminate their soul. But what you said is, is really lovely. And when um, Rebecca was, you know, kind of telling her story, I had an image in my mind of um, uh, I recently sold the family home that I lived in for 20 years. And about 16 of those years, well, no, I guess about 10 of those years or whatnot, um, without the other par- the other partner. And I had done everything to change the energy in the house and repainted and remodeled and, you know, all those things. I didn't have to fight for it. It was just part of the divorce proceedings. But at any rate, when I moved, which was only like a mile and a half away, I was so shocked by how much release I had Mm -hmm. and how much freedom. And this was years after my divorce. My children were grown and... I was just completely shocked by, I felt like a completely different person just by not being in the home that we shared together for about six years, you know? So, so, you you know, I think that's why it's really important to sit with the situation, not, you know, and find out what is in your best interest because that's more fun. That's just a thousand times more fun. Absolutely. And I love that, that you reminded me to pay attention to my language because it was fight or release. Those are my Mm. options. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, exciting, exciting. Well, you're going to have a great time, and you're going to learn a lot about yourself, and that's truly what it's all about. Thank you for calling from Vermont. Oh, yes. Thank you, Simran, for all of your wonderful input. And we're going to take another break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm having the pleasure of talking to Simran. She is a radio personality on her 1111 talk show and also a publisher of the award-winning 1111 magazine. We'll be right back. Ignite your connection to spirit in southern Spain, September 18th through the 23rd. 
Join Marie for a six-day retreat at the beautiful Hidden Paradise Center located in lush Las Alpujarras between the Sierra Nevada mountains and the Mediterranean coastline. During this retreat, you will learn practical and fun techniques to separate mental chatter from intuitive and spiritual guidance. You will receive feedback and support during group gatherings and as Marie communicates with your spirit guide. Discover the messages that the universe is sending your way and build confidence to follow your intuition and manifest the life of your dreams. You will also be able to connect with a group of like-minded individuals far away from your busy everyday life. For more information, please visit energyintuitive.com. Magnetize your destiny with Affirm Your Worth cards created by intuitive self-healing author Marie Manucheri. These 50 cards build confidence and self-worth so you may magnetize a life on purpose. Within weeks, most people happily report surprising results. Visit energyintuitive.com to receive this life-changing tool. Having trouble picking up the Alternative Talk 1150 signal? Well, whether you live in Portugal or Puyallup, Tasmania or Tacoma, India or Issaquah, you can get Alternative Talk 1150 programming streamed live on your computer via our website, 1150kknw.com. It's true. Just visit 1150kknw.com and click on the Listen Live button. Make sure you have an audio player installed that will play streaming MP3 audio such as Winamp, iTunes, or current versions of Real Player or Windows Player. Visit our website for more details. Remember, that's 1150kknw.com. In the pristine setting of Sun Valley, Idaho, May 27th through the 30th, the Sun Valley Wellness Festival features the top speakers, visionaries, and practitioners addressing diverse aspects in the fields of mind, body, spirit, and environmental wellness. Featuring keynote speaker Jewel, Marianne Williamson, MC Yogi, and over 30 speakers, including Marie Manucherry. For more information, Visit sunvalleywellness.com. That's sunvalleywellness.com. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 
Um, thank you so much, everyone, for sign- who signed up for that class because it sold out really quick, and we really appreciate that. I will be teaching a second one in August. So if you want to be a part of that, please call the office or email us through the website, energyintuitive.com, and we'll get your name on the list um, uh, so that we can um, move forward on that. So um, we're very, very excited about that. And as most people know, um, one of my other exciting things that are going on, I'll be at the Edgar Casey Foundation here in Spring Seabeck um, um, this spring um, teaching Shifting Awareness for a Fulfilling Life. And then, of course, another fun, fun thing is a Spain retreat um, for six days um, in gorgeous Spain. You can find all of that on energyintuitive.com. So um, coming back to our beautiful guest, Simran, who is the author of several books, her most recent, Your Journey to Love, Discovering the Path of Your Soul's True Mate. Welcome back to the show, Simran. It's lovely to have you. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, thank you. And um, what I found so, you know, because sometimes I get the pleasure of talking with guests when we're on breaks. You know? And so Simran and I have been doing that, and we were talking about the repetition of the echo, and I had shared my perception of how I'm interpreting it for myself. And um, and Simran beautifully shared that um, you believe there's a seven-year cycle. Yes, yes. In, in coming through the process of writing your journey to enlightenment, I knew I needed to start working on another book, which will, will be out next year, but it goes into the cycles, and I'll share with people that if you're going through a particular challenge, a really deep challenge in your life, if you will look back seven years and keep looking back every seven years, you will see the exact ages that the echo continually repeated so that you can see the patterns and you can see the situations that you've created in your life. And more importantly, you'll see the very first moment that wow. that thought form was implanted inside of you, that that became a belief system that you now created your life from. And there's a lot of insight and aha that takes place when we see that trail that you've created that has kind of um, taken you on the scenic route of the soul journey <laughs> rather than the straight path. Wow. And so it's it's an amazing experience to go back and, and look at it. And, you know, I think ultimately when people read your journey to love, that's what I want them to know that they're going to reach at the end of it. They're going to reach this place of celebration for every moment of their lives where they really can look back at both the light and the dark, the good and the bad, and see how relevant and important and beautiful every single second was in creating who they are and in empowering them. And there is nothing that is bad, truly. It is all good. But sometimes when you're in the midst of these things, you can't see it. Um, and, and when we go through the healing process and we allow ourselves to really dismantle and deconstruct this matrix of an identity that we've become, we start to see the beauty that was the fabric and the foundation of this matrix to start with. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what I invite people to. I invite you to fall in love with yourself. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. So we, you and I talked about um, perhaps giving maybe a homework assignment for our all the lovebirds out there as we head towards um, Valentine's Day, which is really every day, but, you know, as a national celebrated holiday. And so we talked about maybe finding one of those arch enemies of yours, if you have any, which I think a few people do, um, and finding something about that person you can absolutely love. And I know I did this... You know, I still do it regarding my ex-husband, quite frankly. Um, there's there's something about him that I will always... There's probably other things, too, but there's something I always gravitate towards, which I think helps our relationship because we share three children, and, 
you know, we're going to have grandchildren in the future, so we're always going to have each other in our lives in some way, shape, or form. And um, so one of the things I love about him is the way he loves our daughters. I just I, he, he cuddles them and he kisses them, and he's just he's just such a nurturing dad. He cooks for them like three times a week. I don't cook for mm-hmm. them anymore anyway. And um, it's I, I just it's something that despite everything, all the things that I would interpret as terrible or awful or mean or whatever my mind, whatever vocabulary I want to put on the ex- my perception of the experience, right? Um, and I'm sure he has his own beautiful language of the, his perception of the experience. You know, when I go into that space, it, it all of that kind of melts away. And, you know, it allows me to really appreciate and honor a soul that is having a human experience here on Earth who's a part of my life. And so I think it would be a great homework assignment if everyone would be interested or whoever wants to is to find that special thing about someone who pisses you off (laughs) or you're disappointed in or you think hurt you in some way which you know again it's just an opportunity for you to grow consciously that's really why this person's in your life um to find something about them to love because don't you think Simran too that that helps us to love ourselves yes yes you know I I told you during the break that one of my favorite things to do is write that I could write every day all day long 24 7 right and so in this moment if if every person sat down and pretended that they had written out uh, a movie script or a book and in this movie script or book that that person that you're thinking of was the villain that you created and you created <laughs> the whole story around how they were going to hurt you and why yeah. and 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 the whole tale about how you were going to overcome um, to really look at, at how they played that part and if you're not familiar with the Hawaiian prayer Ho'oponopono it's so appropriate for this because that prayer basically says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for casting you in a role that you had to play so that I could grow. Please forgive me. Please forgive me for having you live a life where you had to experience that kind of pain just so that I would live through and grow through and self-evolve through the pain that I needed to experience to empower myself. I love you. I love you unconditionally for being that person and being willing to show up as my villain. And I thank you. I thank you for being a part of my story. Because without you, I wouldn't be able to discover me. Wow. Okay, do you have that in your book? Um, it's in a new one. Okay, awesome. Because <laughs> so I think coming, that... There are things similar to that in your journey to love, a lot of other different things. Right, yes, but... you have tons of beautiful homework assignments, beautiful prayers, gorgeous stories. I mean, it's it's quite lovely. It's very thought-provoking. I think an individual could read it again and again and again because it's going to provide awarenesses every single time. You're like, oh, I don't remember that, you know, because it's it's just so full of moments to allow us to become more conscious in the present moment. And that was lovely. I've never heard that prayer interpreted that way. (laughs) And I like your version of the interpretation. I think that's Uh quite phenomenal. I I think it's beautiful. And what a beautiful way to think about Valentine's Day, you know, where we are blessing and honoring individuals who we think from our mind, you know, have hurt us and are the villains in our life. But in truth, they're, they're angels in our life. They're absolute angels. Well, everything I write is because I've gone through the personal experience of it. It's something that I've done, and I've known that it's worked in my own life. And I I know that it's very easy to stand up and say, 
Oh, I love myself. I love myself, and that's what most people do. I know. I know. But our lives reflect to us the degree of how much we really love ourselves. True. And so it's so important to let us have the love that we deserve in coming into incarnation. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Simran. It was wonderful to have you on the show, and I wish you great success in all that you do. And we look forward for your next book. Have a beautiful day in South Carolina. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. And happy Valentine's Day every day, but, of course, on Sunday. Um, Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. 